It's official. Real Ghost Stories Online and the Grave Talks will be live at the Crescent Hotel for one night only, August 11th, 2019 at 7 p.m. And you are invited. I'm Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online, and I can't wait to meet you at the Crescent Hotel this August 11th for an awesome night of ghost stories. We're going to have a lot of fun at the Crescent Hotel that night as we record an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online live. The stories on this episode come from you guys, the audience, live at the Crescent. Then it's a live episode of The Grave Talks as we talk with Crescent historian and paranormal investigator Keith Scales. We'll learn all about the history of the hotel, how it came to be, why it's haunted today, what goes on at the Haunted Crescent Hotel, and allow you guys to ask your questions as well with a live Q&A segment. It's a fun night full of ghost stories at the historic Haunted Crescent Hotel, a hotel that we've had many stories from shared about over the years here on the show. Tickets are only $25 a piece and are on sale now. Go to realghoststoriesonline.com and click on the Live at the Crescent Hotel banner to purchase yours. They are very limited, though, and when they are gone, they are gone. Real Ghost Stories Online and the Grave Talks live at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, August 11th, 2019. Get your tickets now at realghoststoriesonline.com. Abilities. You know, it's something that when people talk about an ability, quite often we think of like a skill like, oh, they're really great at basketball or they're they're very skilled at painting or or a talent of some sort. Not that often do we describe abilities in mainstream conversations uh, in terms of, uh, you know, psychic abilities or abilities to communicate with uh, with something else, whether it be a the undead, a spirit guide, a guardian angel, whatever you want to call it. Um, on today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, EPP bonus episode number 246, we are going to hear about some folks with some pretty amazing abilities. Uh, our first story, we hear about a woman and her guardian spirits. Not one, but two. Yeah, two spirits that almost have this ongoing dialogue back and forth. It's like the good and the bad kind of um, keeping her uh, along the way. Although both are really pretty good. It's just they have differing opinions. Helping helping her through some very uh, turbulent times in life. She's not thinking a whole lot of it. It's just normal to her. Realizes that others may not have the same ability. It's a very introspective way of looking at uh, at having a guardian uh, angel of some sort. Uh, then we're going to hear about a woman who begins to discover her own abilities to communicate. And it's it's an awakening of some sort, but discovers it just in time. Just in time to save her own life. Also, bones in a garden. Yeah. Move into a new place. You're like, oh, this seems like lovely. It'd be great. Let's get a garden out here. Let's plant some zinnias. I don't know why I pick zinnias. It's like, it's, the, it's a fun one to say. Um, they get out there, they discover, oh my god, what the hell is this in the garden? Kind of funny farmish, but uh, a little more uh, a little more diabolical than that. It's some great ones today. Well, from Real Ghost Stories Online, my name is Tony Bruski. This is EPP bonus episode number 246. Welcome to the program. Stick around. Great ghost stories are on the way. Stay with us.
Imaginary friends. We've talked about them many times on the air. To some, it is it is just that. It is imaginary. It is something that we don't see, but uh, we talk about, we kind of pretend they're there when we're kids. To others, people see these, these entities, these beings, these these friends. And, and oftentimes understand that others can't see them, but they are uh, imaginary, if you will, to others. But to those who see them, they're very real, real as the living. They have opinions. They have thoughts. They can sometimes interact with other imaginary friends. In our next story, we hear about what some may call imaginary friends. The writer refers to them as spirit guides, and they were once living individuals from two completely different points in history, but their goal being the same, to watch out for a specific living person, especially as they went through many formative years of their life, help give guidance, help give some insight that they may not have otherwise gotten from the living. It's really a a compelling story because it it, it takes you into the mind of someone who is seeing and hearing from these beings, just as if they're talking to a best friend that is alive. The feedback that they get, the insight that they get. If you didn't know they were dead, you would think they were just referring to, to their friend from school. It's really a fascinating story. Take a listen. I don't even know how to explain this. When I was little, I had two spirit guides. I could see and hear them just like I could the living. I've always seen spirits since I was a kid. The one spirit guide that I had was named Dorina. She was a distant relative of mine from the 1690s who was killed during the Salem Witch Trials. She wasn't what they said she was, but the church believed the woman who disliked Dorina and arrested Dorina for witchcraft. She said that she was assigned to be a guardian angel type of being that was there to watch over me. She told me stories about life was like in her time. I loved it when she told me bedtime stories. She told me about different recipes that she liked. She had long red curly hair and blue eyes. She dressed like the women on Little House on the Prairie. She kind of had that demeanor too. My other spirit guide was a 27-year-old man who lived in South Burlington, Vermont back in the 1950s. He was of mixed descent. Everyone in his family was mixed with African-American, about 15 to 30 percent, and the rest was Spanish-Puerto Rican blood. The grandfather was Castilian-Spanish, Italian, and Native American Indian. My spirit guide's name was Guido. He looked more Spanish and Native American than anything else. He had shoulder-length jet black hair and light brown eyes. His skin color was like a caramel light brown color. I don't know how he came to be my guide at first. Dorina told me about it when I was 12. My mom had an old Ouija board that she kept secretly using when my dad would be at work. When she was pregnant with me, she asked the board questions about if the baby would be okay. The board always said yes. The way a Ouija board works is when the planchette is set on the board, it opens up a series of portals. and Those portals are all over the world. If a spirit is near a portal and it opens up, It transports the spirit wherever the board is being used at. Well, Guido is haunting around in the place in New York, and a portal opened up in the room he was in. The portal took him to my parents' apartment that they had at the time. 
He wasn't happy about ending up in Michigan in a place he didn't know. Darina told me that he was ranting in Spanish for a moment before he started to talk to her in English. She explained to him about the portal and how he got there. She said that I was born the next day at a hospital in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She said that she was in the delivery room while I was being born. I wasn't breathing at first. Then I finally started to breathe on my own. She said that Guido and her watched over me ever since I was born. I remember during Christmas time, when this big Christmas catalog would arrive in the mail in November, my sister and I loved looking through it. The catalog was the size of a phone book. I swear it had 250 pages in the back of it, and it was all toys. I was about seven years old then. I remember Dorina and Guido sitting on the floor by me and looking at the Christmas catalog. Guido was pointing at the bicycle for eight-year-old kids. Hey, I remember someone donating a bike kind of like this one to the group home I grew up in, Guido said happily. I looked at him. You grew up in a group home? I asked him. He frowned for a moment. Yeah, I was orphaned when I was seven and a half years old. Anyway, I remember us boys finding the bicycle on the front porch with a ribbon on it. It had a Christmas card on it. It said for the children at the orphan's home. Merry Christmas. Guido said with a look of happiness and sadness both, I felt kind of sorry for him. I kept flipping through the pages of the catalog. That year was big for certain toys, like an easy-bake oven. An easy-bake oven, my sister yelled happily. So that went on our Christmas list. Darina wanted to look at the dresses in the catalog. I thought it was funny because ghosts can't shop. Dead for over a hundred years and you still want to look at clothes, Guido said with a laugh. Darina slapped him on the knee. Well, you can't eat anything and you were happy over going to McDonald's the other day. Dorina said to him and laughed. I was laughing at the way the two of them joked with each other. My parents had taken my sister and I to McDonald's for dinner the day before. Dorina was running around in the back area of the restaurant watching how they make the food. Guido was trying to taste any of the food that he could. At home, Dorina and him would talk about food and recipes from their lives. Guido cooked a lot of Latin and Italian food when he was alive. Dorina cooked regular American comfort food and other stuff that they made in New England back in the 1690s. Guido didn't care for the way my mom made lasagna. He said that he always used Italian sausage in his Italian cooking, not ground beef. However, he said that it was okay to use ground beef for lasagna, but he didn't like it that way very much at all. I remember that Christmas day. My sister and I got the Easy Bake Oven for Christmas. We had fun baking those little cakes in it. Guido and Darina both watched my sister and I make cakes in the toy oven. Guido went through a chocolate cake and got crumbled a little bit. I remember... When I'd have to walk to school when I was in elementary school, Guido and Darina would walk in with me. On the days when it was cold, my mom would drive us to school. I didn't know any Spanish, neither did Darina. However, Guido spoke it fluently. I remember one time when my mom was driving us to the grocery store in wintertime, some guy was looking at something else besides the road and almost ran into my mom's car. I remember Guido sticking his head out the window and yelling about seven or eight words in Spanish and flipping the guy off. Dorina yelled at him for it. Hey, don't swear in front of the kids. Dorina yelled. Guido looked back at her and said, I'm sorry for using that type of language around the kids. I forgot that April can hear me. Shit. Guido said with a smirk, I was laughing about the fact that he swears in Spanish. He enjoys being in the grocery store for a moment. He showed me the different types of food that he used to eat and the different types of fresh culinary herbs that he used to cook with. Dorina was doing the same thing. My childhood was pretty normal. I had friends at school and went to the mall with my sister and mom. However, no one knew about Dorino and Guido. I thought of them as best friends and guardian angels to me. I didn't think of them as living people because they weren't anymore. I knew that they were ghosts. 
My parents had bought a piece of land and had a small three-bedroom house built on the property when I was four years old. I think there was something bad about the land. I always felt that way. Of course, maybe the other reason for the house being haunted was because of my mom's Ouija board. We did get a lot of bad demonic spirits in the house. Lorena and Guido used to fight with them and make them leave. I remember having a newspaper route when I was 14 years old. Guido and Dorina always walked with me when I did my paper route. Guido didn't trust a lot of guys, so he always kept an eye on me and the people around me. I actually had some older guy one time drive around the neighborhood really slow and watch me delivering newspapers on some street. Guido went over to the guy's car and orbed into the passenger seat near the guy. Dorina walked me over to the next house to put the paper on the porch. I looked over at the car and the guy looked scared and was acting like he couldn't breathe or something. I asked Dorina what Guido was doing and she said that he was scaring the guy so he would leave me alone. The guy was able to drive away a few minutes later. Guido walked over to me and finished my paper route. As time went on, I soon was 17 and a half years old. I had my first real boyfriend. Guido and Dorina didn't approve of it at all. The guy was 27 years old. My mom didn't mind it. Finally, after seeing him for a few months, I decided to lose my virginity to him. I faked like I was sick so that my mom and sister and brother would be out of the house at the lake and I could have the house to myself. Once my family was gone for the day, I called my boyfriend over. I'd always heard about these great sex stories and how wonderful it was supposed to be. I was nervous about it, so I told him to bring over some weed and some Jack Daniels. Guido had a pissed off look on his face while I was on the phone with the guy. After I hung up the phone, Guido said to me in a stern voice, It ain't like getting a tattoo or your ears pierced. You shouldn't be going into this like this. He said I looked at him and told him that I was old enough to make that decision for myself. I reminded him that I was going to be 18 in six months. He gave me a funny look. I know that. That's the damn point. You're not 18 yet. That dude shouldn't be doing anything with you until you are 18. And that's where we're going to stop the preview portion of EPP bonus episode number 246. If you're enjoying the show, if you want to keep this show on the air, this is a listener-supported show primarily. Go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories to get every single bonus episode of the show. All 246 of them just waiting for you. Get advanced episodes of the show as well. You get a free e-copy of our Amazon best-selling book, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters Told by Real People, and a whole lot more. Ghostpodcast.com, five bucks a month gets you access to everything. That's what keeps us on the air. Less than a cost of a, the cost of a cup of coffee. And, and that's what keeps this thing going. So please consider supporting us to allow us to do this thing if you like the show. Ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Tony Brisky. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. If you are anything like us at Thrift Books, you love books. You know, real books made of ink and printed on paper with over 13 million used and new books starting as low as $3.99 thrift books has your next great adventure affordable textbook or cozy afternoon any format edition and condition right at your fingertips visit thriftbooks.com podcast and find your next favorite book today for the love of books thrift books we expect a lot from our homes they're more than a place to hang your hat they're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started.